Welcome to Tech Intersect. I'm your host, Tanya Evans, and my life and work exist at the heart of law, business, and technology. Yeah, I've earned a few fancy titles and degrees over the years, but the bottom line is I'm a writer, speaker, teacher, and lifelong learner. And I'm really excited that you've joined me on this journey. So what is Tech Intersect? Well, it's authentic, empowering conversations with really interesting guests who demystify complex topics to prepare you for the future, because your future is now. And it exists where law, business, and tech intersect. Get ready to listen, learn, and leverage. Let's get started. In this episode of Tech Intersect, I speak with Lynette Calfani-Cox, the money coach. She's a professional finance expert, speaker, and author of 15 money management books and counting, including the New York Times bestseller, Zero Debt, The Ultimate Guide to Financial Freedom. Lynette has been seen on more than a thousand TV segments nationwide, including television appearances on Oprah, Dr. Phil, The Dr. Oz Show, The Steve Harvey Show, Good Morning America, The Today Show, CNBC, and many more. A former financial news journalist, Lynette now co-owns the MoneyCoach.net LLC, a financial education company that she runs with her amazing husband, Earl Cox. Together, they offer financial education consulting services, courses, and workshops. Lynette shares a treasure trove of information about navigating the stimulus package rules for individuals and small businesses, and she shares sound strategies on managing your money and not only protecting, but maximizing your credit rating, even in times of crisis. We also talk about entrepreneurship and intrapreneurship, where you can be entrepreneurial even in corporate America or academia. So it's time to listen, learn, and leverage. Let's get started. Today, I have the great fortune to speak with the money coach, Lynette Calfani-Cox. As a subject matter expert on many personal finance topics, a prolific writer, Lynette creates financial education curricula and content. She also provides strategic counsel to entities that seek to launch financial products, services, apps, or other financial tech tools. And most recently, This financial literacy superwoman, yes, superwoman, delivered an outstanding keynote titled From Setbacks to Success, Thriving Financially in Any Environment at the Phoenix Rising Virtual Summit. I had the honor to co-host that with Shantavia Johnson. We'll talk about that in a moment. But first, let me welcome Lynette. Well, thank you so much for having me on the broadcast. I'm so um, looking forward to our conversation. It's a a good follow-up to uh, the summit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And let's do this. I love, and I I know that you've done so many interviews regionally, nationally, internationally, that in some sense, and certainly through your books, that a lot of your origin story has been out there. But I really think that it sets the tone for what we will ultimately talk about today. So what led you to the financial literacy industry and what you're doing right now? The main thing that led me into uh, my work as a financial literacy consultant and money coach is that I was a hot mess financially. (laughs) (laughs) That helps. That helps. A bottom moment helps. No, no, but if I'm honest, um, it was a combination of my personal experiences and my professional background. 
So um, I am being candid when I say that I was a hot mess financially. I had bad credit. I had debt. I had massive amounts of student loans. You know, back in the day in college, I had my car repossessed. So I've been through all kind of financial drama. And the fact that I've lived and survived and done well to get to the other side and know what it's like now to basically live in a world of abundance and freedom and happiness about my financial situation and otherwise um, is probably, I guess, you know, a a huge part of what qualifies me to to talk to folks about um, money matters. Um, But of course, my professional background has helped a lot as well. I was a journalist uh, by background and training. I got my master's degree in journalism from uh, USC and and broadcast journalism specifically. And then I kind of parlayed my journalism career as a writer and a reporter into financial journalism. So I was with Dow Jones, you know, which was the parent company of the Wall Street Journal mm-hmm. um, for a decade. I was a CNBC correspondent uh, on TV. I was a Wall Street Journal reporter for CNBC for several years. And so in my capacity as a financial journalist, I really was constantly talking to financial experts about money. And so I would always ask them what they were doing with their clients and what was working, like what was helping people to become better savers or better investors or better attuned to what was going on in the real estate market, et cetera. And after a while, I was like, okay, this is not rocket science. I, I, I got this. I was explaining it to other people in my articles and I was talking about it on television and I was like, I could do this too. You know, I can do this right. personally for myself and I could teach others how to best manage their finances. So um, I really, again, went from the sort of journalism, the mainstream journalism into financial journalism. And then in 2003, when I went through a downsizing, when I lost my job, mm-hmm. again, as a Wall Street Journal reporter for CNBC, uh, me and you know 200 other people that they let go because of just a slump in advertising revenue and kind of uh, weaknesses in the media industry at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just decided, well, what's the next phase? What's the next thing for me? And people, you know, some people asked me what I was going to do. And I, my answer, the only answer that I could really come up with was I'm going to do the exact same thing that I have been doing, which I really loved doing. Right. I'm going to talk about money matters. I'm going to write about it. I'm going to get on TV and talk about it. And so my last day on air at CNBC was March 1st, 2003. Hmm. And that same month, March 2003, I started my company. And so I've never looked back. It's been, you know, 17 plus years and it's worked and I get to make way more money working for myself, frankly, <laughs> than I ever did Absolutely. in corporate America, even though I was nicely compensated and had a good six figure salary in corporate America and all that good stuff. But I much rather prefer the path of, of being an entrepreneur and owning my own business. I can tell you that. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense to me. And I definitely have an entrepreneurial spirit. I do have a day job where I receive W-2 income, but oftentimes I refer to that as my side hustle. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's what I do as I loan myself out, my services out to someone else for a time. And that works for me. I love academia and all the things that I do. It affords me a nice lifestyle. But to your point, if someone's going to pay you a nice six-figure salary, that means somebody else is making a a lot more money than that, if that's what they will pay you and everybody else who works in that institution, that agency, that industry. So um, the point is well made. And I hope that we weave that thought 
as a thread through everything that we speak to, because ultimately, particularly now that we are talking in the age of the COVID-19 health and financial crisis, crises that permeates not just, you know, not just a neighborhood or a state or a country, but the entire world, literally. And the role that entrepreneurs will play ultimately in ensuring that we come back in a major way, because major corporations are what they are. They have always been here in the re- in our recent history. Uh, they will remain. But the real lifeblood, particularly in this country and around the world, I imagine, are, is the entrepreneurial spirit, the quote unquote moms and pops of the world who really make the engine run. Um, and that makes me also think of the information that you shared at the Phoenix Rising Summit. Lynette, you were amazing. I've looked at all the reviews. You knocked it out of the park. You kicked it off as one of our first, as our first keynote and set the energy and the tone when you talked about from setbacks to success, thriving financially in any environment. And even though we were focused on the current pandemic and the, the financial and health crisis of today, what we just learned by, by the testimony you shared is that you have, you brought yourself out of a crisis that wasn't a pandemic, but it was a problem, a concern, uh, a crisis for you and your life. And you use that as the basis, along with your your educational training, to help others. So before I get into a bit more about the high notes of what you talked about then in terms of thriving financially, what was it? I know I got so much from even planning it. It was done in basically three weeks. We pulled together you, Minda Hartz, Arlen Hamilton, some other phenomenal experts. But it was such a short period of time. You could have done anything with that time. You're very busy. What was it about the mission and the spirit of the summit that led you to want to participate? You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. Well, it was multiple things. One, it was you. I mean, honestly... Um, Earl, my husband shared with you, honestly, that when you guys asked us, we're like, yes, (laughs) you know, Um, I really am a big believer in supporting other women, especially women of color. I love folks who are entrepreneurial. And I don't mean entrepreneurial in terms of have their own business entrepreneurial. I mean, an entrepreneurial spirit Mm -hmm. in terms of innovation, in terms of creativity, in terms of taking the initiative to address a problem. And really, that's the heart of what entrepreneurship is about. It's about finding a need and filling it. And so you guys saw that there was a need for speakers, for example, who could no longer get on the road and do the normal things we would do and go speak and offer our knowledge and expertise at, say, a conference or convention, um, at a lunch and learn, whatever, because of the fact that COVID-19 had forced a lot of shutdowns and caused a number of stay-at-home orders to be issued throughout the vast majority of the com- of the country. Right. So I like the idea of helping women. I like the idea of being able to support my sisters in particular. Yes. Um, I love the idea of creativity and innovation and saying, look, it's time to pivot. 
We have to be responsive to market conditions and industry forces and the environment, whatever type of environment we might find ourselves in. And as Black women in particular, you know, we've always kind of had that motto, like, you know, one monkey don't stop no show. Okay. Absolutely. One problem that's not going to just make us, you know, throw off our game. We, you know, we might get a little knocked back and we might have setbacks and indeed all of us have had setbacks, but that's not going to keep me down on the mat. You know, nobody's going to be out for the count just because, you know, you took one hit. So I like the entire idea of being able to bring to bear my expertise, my knowledge. And I knew that not only could I share some financial tips and information that would help people to economically thrive and survive in this environment, I knew that I'd be able to talk to a universe of other, some like-minded, some aspirational, and some above me in terms of their career trajectory or the, the methodology, the tactics and strategies that they used. And it's great. It's fulfilling to be in a room, even a virtual room, where you have, you know, so much talent and so many people to learn from at different levels. And so all of that is what attracted me and and made me want to, to participate in the Phoenix Rising Summit and just do my little small part. Oh, and that's exactly why we came together to do something like that. And, and so I appreciate very much the comments and we definitely had that intended impact was the actual impact that people experienced. And I learned a lot too. And and so the point is well made about, you know, helping those who aspire to be where we are, then you have like-minded spirits and then those who have really catapulted into a new level of success. And I'm a lifelong learner. And so I, I very much enjoy just the connection that I think that we are missing in this necessarily so as we have to physically distance, but life goes on, business goes on, the seeds that we plant today will come to fruition in the future. So we better have the right seeds and the right soil. And so we hope that, that we began that with the summit and we certainly enjoyed having you on as well. And you really hit home with the points that you shared about thriving financially in any environment. Would you care to share just a couple of pointers as people, I know people are asking you for advice for a range of topics. We'll talk more specifically about small businesses in a moment, but just in general, as you think about your own experience and some of the things that you have shared with others, what are some of the first things people can do to get themselves together financially in any environment, but in this crisis in particular, people are taking hits to their credit, maybe have a job insecurity, paycheck insecurity. They might be the, playing rent or they might be a landlord, right? right. Um, but in general, there are some high level things that people need to do to at least get clear and get settled so that they can get started. Right. And well, one of the things that I shared at the summit, which I saw from comments and in, in, in the chat and et cetera, and our, our virtual after party. Uh, yes. uh, that got posed. One of the concepts I shared was about what I call placing two bets. And yes. about basically not having all your eggs in one basket. And so I think that is a relevant point for a lot of us, certainly, you know, a lot of your listeners in many, many ways right now. So I was trying to get across the idea that it's actually risky to have only one income stream. But I also want to emphasize that 
placing two bets is more than just ha- about having more. It's about the benefits of diversification, especially mm-hmm. from a career standpoint. So if I could touch very briefly on part of the conversation that we had earlier, we were talking about, you know, academia, entrepreneurship, getting a W-2 and how you were saying that, you know, that that's your side, you know, hustle, right. um, the job that you you kind of, you know, jokingly call it your side hustle. Right. I, I really want to tell people too, that even though I am a passionate supporter of entrepreneurship. And again, I love to see people be entrepreneurial in their thinking, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can be entrepreneurial within an organization that you're working for, where you're getting a, a, a check and you're a W-2 employee. That doesn't mean that you can't be entrepreneurial. Um, on the right. contrary, you, you have a lot of opportunity to be entrepreneurial. But I like to tell people that even though I'm a huge advocate of entrepreneurship, I definitely understand that it's not for everybody. It's not the path for everybody. Um, And frankly, everybody doesn't even want to do it, you know? And so I think that at some level, when you think about placing two bets and having multiple strategies to achieve multiple income sources, et cetera, it's also about understanding where you're most comfortable in the workplace and how you like to show up. So there's some people who are really good in corporate America. Right. I was one of those people. I was, I mean, I got bonuses, I got stock options, I got promotions, I got benefits that were not afforded to others. And I did really, really well in corporate America. So it wasn't like my departure from corporate America and the reason why I became an entrepreneur was, oh my God, they did me so wrong. No, I had a right. really good time in corporate America, I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> some people do really well in academia. Right. And they can thrive within that structure. And you mentioned, for example, the fact that you're a lifelong learner, which is in part one of those traits where people who are in academia tend to do very well there. Right. And so the placing two bets strategy is also about recognizing like every one of us has, you know, kind of multiple facets to our personality. You're, you're collecting a check, but you also have this entrepreneurial side of you where you're not putting all your eggs in the basket of, you know, um, what you get paid as a professor or, you know, services you might offer on the legal front or what you might do kind of entrepreneurially on the side. You are a multifaceted, wonderfully made person. And so you're able to tap into all of those things. So you're placing multiple bets. Mm -hmm. You're not just doing one thing because you're not just one person who's, you know, only following one sort of, you know, predefined path. Right. You're able to explore a lot of interests and tap into the talents that you have and to do so effectively in ways that kind of weaves it all together and that it's related, you know, what you do. So in any event, I just want people to understand that concept of placing two bets and how it reduces risk, how it increases your options, how it diversifies your income stream, how it gives, gives you more career and professional alternatives Mm-hmm. And how it can be extremely helpful to you if you really started using the strategy in multiple areas of your life. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Tech Intersect. Our conversation will continue in a moment, but first, a word on an exciting opportunity. The Tech Intersect podcast is released to the public every Friday. But as an Advantage Evans member, you'll receive first listen access and live Tech Intersect Connect video chats. Premium members also receive a copy of my ebook, 
the Gen Xer's Guide to Upskilling in a Web 3.0 World, and unlimited access to the video chat replays and bonus episodes. My pro members, ready to leverage what they've listened to and learned, receive access to the Upskilling Self-Guided Course and VIP group coaching calls. So as you can see, Advantage Evans membership adds substantial value to your podcast experience. And there are three ways to take advantage. (laughs) See what I did right there? Of all that the Tech Intersect podcast has to offer. So subscribe now and let's listen, learn, and leverage together. And now, back to the conversation. And that was one of the the key, let's see, one of the key takeaways. I recently sent out uh, a follow-up survey for the summit, and one of the key takeaways always came up about placing two bets. And it is about reducing risk and increasing options. Everything that I have done, and certainly my training through my parents, is Make sure that you have options so that you have agency in the world. Choices today are going to create options, and then I get to choose. And this life can be a very difficult life if you don't get to choose. That's right. And even now, Tanya, as you know, folks are navigating this COVID-19 outbreak, think about it financially, whether you're an employee, an entrepreneur, et cetera. Think about the ways in which you can place two bets. So, you know, we know, for example, that the CARES package was a $2.2 trillion stimulus measure, and it had a lot of benefits and a lot of resources, essentially, that are being doled out to different groups, individuals, couples, families, small business owners, uh, investors, people who have a 401k plan or retirement plans, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Many, many, many components. But if all you're doing is saying, okay, I'm going to wait for that stimulus check, the $1,200 stimulus check, the the so-called stimulus check, the economic impact payments that have been sent out and are still being sent out. Right. And you're just placing one bet. You're saying, okay, I'm, you know, I'm an individual, I'm a taxpayer, I qualify for this. But what about if you qualify for unemployment, then you need to be applying for unemployment and making that an option. What about if you're a small business owner who has had your products or services disrupted by coronavirus and you could benefit from say SBA loan funding. Yes. You know, the PPP loan program or idle um, PPP being the paycheck protection program and idle being the economic injury disaster loan program. Maybe you might apply for both. You're placing two bets. You can't get the same funding and support for the exact same purpose. Like if you're trying to get money to cover payroll for your business, you can't do payroll for both of them. But if you needed to cover rent, if you have a facility, for example, or your utilities or something, and you covered that with, say, the idle, and if you covered payroll with the PPP loan, which is a forgivable loan, then you're you're good. Right. So again, this, this concept of placing two bets is also about what we proactively tap into. So if you're sick right now, then you should stay home, (laughs) maintain quarantine. But if you're sick because of coronavirus, you know what? You could get sick pay. And that is covering up to 100% of your salary for uh, a cap of $511 per day for 10 days. So you might tap into those benefits. If you are at home taking care of a kid who is 14 or under, and their school has been closed down, or maybe you have a younger kid who was in daycare 
and you're trying to run your business, but now you got a three-year-old running all around. And so you really can't work. You're taking care of the kids. Then, oh, guess what? You might tap into family medical leave benefits, federally guaranteed up to two thirds of your salary, up to a maximum of $200 per day for 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. So that caps out at $10,000. Again, go on and apply for that. You let your employer know if you need it. If you've, again, been sick or diagnosed with coronavirus or COVID, if a spouse or a family member has been sick in the house and you're taking care of them, or on the family medical leave side, if you're taking care of a kid at home, you just let your employer know and they give you paperwork to fill out online. Essentially, you file a claim through your employer's insurance company. Mm. But again, so this strategy of tapping into benefits that are available, whether you're an employee or an entrepreneur, et cetera, this is part of the, you know, place in two bet strategy. Don't put all your eggs in one basket and just say, okay, I'm just going to rely on my income from, I'm going to try to work hard and hustle and, you know, get my business going here. Do that, but also apply for that PPP loan. Also apply for that idle. Also claim those sick pay or medical leave benefits that you might be entitled to. If your work is uh, suffering or if your hours are reduced or your pay has been cut, if you've been furloughed, if you've been laid off, or even if you're a small business employee, a small business owner, or even a a contractor, Mm -hmm. a 1099 worker, a freelancer, et cetera, you now qualify for unemployment benefits as well. You know what? I know it's a pain, but get into the system, go on and apply for that. Again, you're giving yourself options so that once that unemployment does kick in, oh, okay, you might be getting about a thousand dollars per week. And then that will be helping you and your family to be sustained during this outbreak. It's so important that this is really, really great information. And it's so important that people actually go through the process of applying in order to do that, understanding the rules. And you have a lot of fantastic material out there that you've written. I've seen some of your videos. I'm going to drop those in the show links as well. Uh, Show notes, I, I should say. What I've heard anecdotally is that there are a number of people, particularly in the Black community, who have listened to the news that there's no more money, it's not worth it, I'm not going to go through the hassle. Could you just bring the point home of how important it is to figure out what needs to be done and to do it, particularly because we don't know how long this is going to last. And I don't want people to be discouraged by the news that says there's nothing left. And then people kind of turn off and don't get what they are entitled to, especially benefits that we've paid into perhaps over many, many years. That's right. And the key point here is that there are a variety of benefits, not just one. There's about a dozen potential financial benefits that people can tap into based on the three stimulus packages, because it wasn't just one. Of course, most of the conversation has been around the largest of the three uh, measures, the the $2.2 trillion CARES Act um, that was passed on March 27th. But before that, there was the Families First Coronavirus Response Act. And then before that one, there was another three, three and a half billion dollar or so stimulus measure that Congress passed. So those other two passed in early and in mid-March. And the long and short of it is that, yes, whether it's several of the benefits that I've mentioned between sick pay, family medical leave, unemployment compensation, or other things like SNAP benefits, food benefits, So the legislation put more than a billion dollars into additional SNAP funding, plus ton of other money into other food related and nutrition support programs. 
SNAP, you know, is um, uh, Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program or food stamps. Mm -hmm. And under normal conditions, under normal circumstances, I know a lot of people listening might be like, oh, that's for quote unquote poor people. That's not for me. Well, yeah, right now it might be for you. Okay. Because this is an unprecedented time and SNAP benefits and TANF, TANF is the temporary assistance to needy families. Those are two programs that are based on your income and on the assets, what you have in the bank. Mm -hmm. And so right now, again, we're, you know, well into May. And so if you've been like keeping your family afloat the last couple months, but now the savings have kind of, you know, dried up, or if you've gotten furloughed or reduced hours, or, you know, the work isn't simply there, then yes, you might qualify for SNAP or TANF benefits. And some of that can provide cash benefits on the TANF side, emergency stuff for housing, Again, for food is a basic need that you know needs to be covered, and the average family of four in America spends about a thousand dollars a month, uh, about two hundred fifty dollars per person. So just having food and not having to buy that food yourself, you know, getting the cash to be able to pay for that food is is certainly a welcome thing for people. And even beyond that, maybe you still have a job, maybe you're not, maybe you're like, okay, thank the Lord, you know. Knock on wood, right. you know, right. I'm still working. Maybe you're um you have a 401k on the job or a 403b. Even the rules around that have changed and people need to understand because they've loosened a lot of the guidelines to basically make it more feasible for you to tap into any retirement assets that you might have. Right. So if you have a 401k or 403b, for example, uh 457 plans, all of those. You used to be able to only take out $50,000 in terms of a withdrawal. Now you can take out $100,000. And there's no 10% penalty if you're not 59 and a half. Now, under normal circumstances, there would be that 10% penalty. But nope, Uncle Sam is waiving that penalty. Um, Likewise, if you want to take a loan from one of those retirement uh, plans, you can now take a loan of up to $100,000. And in the past, it was only a $50,000 cap. Mm-hmm. So they've made it a lot more, uh, they made it a lot easier to tap into the money if you need to because of coronavirus. And also they've made it easier on the back end for you to have options for how you handle it. So with the withdrawal, you normally would have to pay ordinary income taxes on that withdrawal, mm-hmm. right? I already told you you waived the 10% penalty, but normally you have to pay taxes because you got a tax break up front when you put the money in, right? Right. But right now they're saying you don't even have to pay taxes on it if you don't um, want to. How? You can re-contribute the money that you withdraw and they let you do it over a three-year period. Mm. So you can strategically say, okay, you know what? I'm going to take $20,000 out of my 401k. Now I'm not advocating and saying this is what you should do. I'm saying for the person who needs to or for the person who wants to from a strategic standpoint to to do something with the money that could potentially generate more money, it could be a viable option here. So let's say you take out $20,000 or let's say $24,000 just to make it, to use a a round, uh, not exactly a round, but easily (laughs) a number of the year. Mm -hmm. They give you three years. So if you put $8,000 back, you know, 2021, $8,000 back 2022 and $8,000 back in the year 2023, then guess what? That's not even taxable. You don't have to pay any taxes at all on it. So, you know, again, we have to know 
that a lot of times knowledge is power to really understand and not just, you know, listen to the water cooler folks who are like, oh, the money is gone. The money is <laughs> right. Gone. That <laughs> expert, that expert at the water cooler. Right. Exactly. That one. So. <laughs> So, you know, and, and let's be honest, let's be real. There were glitches in the programs. There were difficulties. There were, it was chaos in terms of the PPP small business loan program, in terms of just a crazy level of, of rule changes, banks being confused by what the processes should have been and treasury and SBA not issuing guidance on time and a whole bunch of other mess. And indeed, we also saw a rush of, you know, big publicly traded even companies Coming in there in that first round, that was almost $350 billion worth of PPP loans. They just took up all the money. <laughs> you know, about uh, almost 50% of it went to businesses who got loans of a million dollars or more. Right. So and then a lot of them wound up having to give the money back. <laughs> so, but the, the point I'm making is that, yes, that money ran out in 13 days flat. <laughs> um, but subsequent to that, Congress did authorize another $310, $320 billion in additional funding, $60 billion earmarked specifically to go through minority um, institutions, community-based lenders, et cetera. So no, if you're going to say, oh, it doesn't exist, make sure that you really have a full understanding of, when you talk about it doesn't exist, what doesn't exist? You saying the benefits don't exist, the the loan money doesn't exist, the the sick pay, the, um, you know, the funding that you can get for your business, what, you know, so keep applying, you know, don't, don't count yourself out before you, you know, really should. Absolutely. That's what my Nana used to say. Don't quit five minutes before the miracle. There you go. And also, you know, you have to D Y O R do your own research. My, um, my gift to the listeners after I go through this information again is to go and connect people to all of the information to make it as easy as possible for you to do your own research figure out what is in your best interest. If you need to talk to advisors, there is no legal or financial advice. Lynette and I are just talking. But we're talking with some experience about the way where you should go for additional information to even prepare yourself for a conversation with a professional. So please, please, please don't quit five minutes before the miracle. All right. We're going to close out talking about The other thing, because we've mentioned I'm an educator and a lifelong learner, so I also love the Money Coach University that you have created. I'm in the process of creating my own university as well and uh, kicking the tires, developing my content. And so I love to see others who have forged that path ahead of me, you and the Terry Egiomas of the world and, and Arlen Hamilton, putting together some amazing online content in order to really help people take a deeper dive in your area of expertise. So talk to me about the university, how it benefits listeners, how they can benefit from it and take advantage of it. Sure. So I really love moneycoachuniversity.com for several reasons, mainly because it allows me to make a bigger impact and to reach a wider audience. And so um, again, I've had my business for 17 years And um, for many years, I did a lot more one-on-one coaching. Um, But if I'm honest, that is a limited business model in terms of the number of people that I can reach. And frankly, I feel more comfortable to be able to charge people a lower price point, something that's more affordable through Money Coach University because it's a digital offering that I can scale. So not only can I reach more people because it's only one of me and I can't, if if I literally... 
had to coach or even tried to coach all the people who want my coaching. Right. Role, I would do nothing other than coaching and I would be exhausted. Right. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, as you know, a lot of prep work and a lot of follow up and a lot that goes into it. So one of the reasons that we built uh, Money Coach University, and I really even, I, I practically shouldn't say we, uh, I should really say Earl, you know, my, <laughs> he's the tech guru in the family and he's the, the other half, the better half, I should even say, uh, of this uh, sort of dynamic duo. But I do the content and he actually runs it um, operationally, functionally, and all the technical side of the back end. But Essentially, it's a learning-based platform. It's a video-based platform where people can get um, coaching from me and take video-based classes as well as email-based coursework because they'll get a, a lot of tools through the university. So we have homework assignments. We have quizzes attached to it. We're building in extra features where people are getting certificates at the end of each course. Good. Um, and it teaches them a wide variety of skills and um, things that they need to be able to manage their money better. So some people want to learn about budgeting. Um, some people want to learn about credit, how to improve their credit. Some people want to learn about how to get out of debt. Some people want to learn about home ownership. Some people want to learn about negotiating. I have a course on there called Negotiating, uh, the Art of Negotiating for Women. So there's a, a variety of topics that we address there. And yeah, I, I love it because it addresses the real life, you know, kind of bread and butter issues that folks face. And so um, we're super proud of it. And it has free content on there as well. Yes, most of the courses on there are, are paid, but there are definitely some free courses on there as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a life insurance course on there that's free. I have a home ownership course on there that's free. I have a debt course on there that's free. But again, it's really to, to provide tools in a way that is most helpful, not only just in this environment, but just, you know, even pre-COVID-19, because online courses and video-based coaching is, you know, a, what we call an asynchronous method of learning, right. uh, meaning we all don't have to be synced up at the exact same time. You know, if right. I do a live webinar and if I tell you, okay, come on and join me, you know, Wednesday at seven o'clock. Then everybody has to hop on there at, at, at seven o'clock. But in this format, it's on your time, your schedule, when you're able to do so. And so it's just very easy, convenient, 24-7 on demand. I very much love the asynchronous model. And I think it's just transformed education and accessibility to the information and the tools, as you say, that people need to really take their lives, their finances, their careers, their families to the next level. And it also is the precursor to generational wealth. I know that's critically important to you. You and I have talked about that before. And this is where we begin right now. We can't do all the things, but we can do something. Right. And um, so I'm really excited to connect listeners with the Money Coach University and with you and all you have to offer. I, um, can I offer your, your listeners also a discount? Please, please. Listeners <laughs> love the discounts and I'm writing it down too. Please do share. <laughs> okay, great. So one of the things that I know a lot of people have been worried about during the COVID-19 outbreak is their credit. If people are saying, what if I don't pay this bill or that? What's going to happen to my credit? I've you know, done some content around that, free content. I'm not trying to tell, you don't have to go you know, to Money Coach University for this, but on askthemoneycoach.com, I have a lot of content around 
uh, free content again around uh, COVID-19 related issues. But just bottom line, I know that a lot of people are worried about credit. So one of my courses on Money Coach University is called Perfect Credit. Mm -hmm. And this course is a six-week course. And it was built basically um, on the same principles that I shared in my book called Perfect Credit, Seven Steps to a Great Credit Rating. And so um, I teach people, uh, you know, a whole host of things, you know, everything from how the FICO system really works to, you know, how to get negative stuff removed off your credit report to, you know, some surprising things that you might not know about the, the credit system. So there's a series of videos, 19 of them. There's checklists, there's sample letters, there's downloads, there's extra articles people can read. So again, you're kind of getting my personalized coaching on how to get what I call not just good credit, but excellent, perfect credit, meaning a FICO score in the 760 to 850 point range. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to extend a 10% discount off this course to your listeners, and um, we'll make sure that we share with you the a special link or a, spe- a specific code that they can use. And maybe we'll just use Tanya. Everybody just <laughs> use Tanya. I want the world to make it that so that um, we'll, we'll share that. And, and then folks can know, even if they log on to moneycoachuniversity.com and sign up for that perfect credit course and use Tanya, T-O-N-Y-A, and then they'll really remember who... Um, <laughs> who sent them there and, and who um, gave them the hookup there. <laughs> you know? I like that. The only child in me loves that. I love a good shout out. <laughs> it's all the about you. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. And it's going to be critically important as people come out of the ashes of this experience. Uh, I know that there are many creditors who are treating people with kindness and not sending dings to the credit agencies, but many are not following that suit. And there, as you said, there's so much information that we don't know that is there. People often don't check in just to do, you know, a a yearly check to go through, is all of this information accurate and correct? Right. It it is. And this is a moment, if you don't already do this, to get into that habit, to go through this process for perfect credit, the seven steps, clearly they are proven to work and can put you in a much better position and to really shore yourself up for the next part of your life and also whatever that next crisis in your life might be. So I appreciate you very much offering that discount and the wealth of information that you do, Lynette. Tell people how they can connect with you, and uh, I will be sure to share that as well in the show notes. Sure. So I'm on social media. Everything is either um, my full name, Lynette Kalfani Cox, and Lynette with two N's, L-Y-N-N-E-T-T-E, Kalfani, K-H-A-L-F-A-N-I, Cox, C-O-X. So you'll find me on Instagram, Lynette Kalfani Cox, on uh, LinkedIn, the same thing, or on Twitter and Facebook at The Money Coach. So just literally at The Money Coach on Twitter and on Facebook, The Money Coach as well. So easily you just find me. You, you, it won't. Uh, um, that's my trademark name. And I know you know about know that. that. You know, I love a good trademark. Uh, yeah, a registered mark is... For a dozen years, uh, <laughs> Cox, the money coach. Yes, up in this joint. You probably know some money coaches, but I'm, right. Lynette, 
I'm the original the money coach. That's why <laughs> don't get it twisted. Um, I adore that about your business. I love everything you do. You have a fan for life and a friend for life and a sister oh. for life. I appreciate you very much and your entire family. And uh, this is the second of many opportunities we'll have to connect. Uh, you know where I live. Uh, anything yeah. you need from me, I'm a text a phone call, a, a pigeon messenger away. And um, and we will keep this going and we'll continue rising together. I appreciate that. Wow. I hope you feel informed and inspired and are ready. Ready to create your own action plan to assess your options, get clear on your strategy and get started on shoring up your finances, not only to survive this current crisis, but to thrive despite whatever life throws at you next. Lynette shared a ton of resources and I'll drop links to everything in the general links. I'm also including even more deep dive information for Advantage Evans members. And for a limited time, you can join us with a one year complimentary membership if you sign up for my mailing list at techintersectpodcast.com. A few takeaways. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Use Lynette's strategy of placing two bets. It reduces risk, increases your options, diversifies your income streams, and gives you more career and professional alternatives. Be prepared, proactive, and encouraged. Tap into your full range of benefits and options, everything from unemployment to SBA loan funding with the Paycheck Protection Program and the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program, sick pay, family medical leave, short-term disability, supplemental nutrition assistance, temporary assistance to needy families, retirement account withdrawals and loans, and more. And be sure to use code TANYA, T-O-N-Y-A, for 10% off of the Money Coach University course access. Okay, that's all for now. Until next time, continue to shine. Stay in touch with host Tanya Evans via your favorite social media. On Twitter, at at Tech Intersect. And on Instagram via the handle Tech Intersect. This podcast has been produced by Stephanie Renee for Soul Sanctuary Incorporated.